0: Welcome into another episode of Mid Michigan Matters. This podcast is designed to go behind the scenes at what our local nonprofit organizations are doing in our community. And now, here's your host, Chris Bachman. Chris Bachman here with you on another episode of Mid Michigan Matters, and this guess kind of our third and many a series we'll do with some of our local schools. And haven't figured out quite where I'm going to go talking with Mr. Chilman. If I got over a Midland or down to 46, I'm going to end up doing this till <laughs> till next year. But I'm now talking with Jen Verlager, Superintendent at Mount Pleasant or Miss Verleger, Mrs. Verleger. It probably should be for this one.
1: And it's it's okay to call me Jen. All right, all right, absolutely. Now,
0: this is the biggest school in our area, but. All things considered, Mount Pleasant still definitely a small-town yeah. feel. We've got the college here. We've got the casino here. So we do have some great, quote-unquote, big-city amenities. But – it's definitely still a small town. I think you get that feel with the school, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I really like to say that we have the best of both worlds here. You know, we do have a big school district that offers a lot of different opportunities for our students. Certainly, competitive athletic programs, outstanding fine art programs, um, but we really still have the the feel of that small town. You know, we get to know each other very well. We know families. We have second and third generations of students coming through our schools. And so it really um, creates a, a family-like atmosphere in our schools. But um, like I said, it gives us the best of both worlds, I think.
0: Now, for you in, in particular, how long have you been here at Mount Pleasant Public Schools in, 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 edu- in education yes. altogether? So
1: this is actually my 20th school year with Mount Pleasant Public Schools. So I right. started here as a school counselor um, at Mount Pleasant High School, worked as an assistant principal and principal. And then worked in the human resources office here and then uh, became superintendent. So it's my sixth school year as superintendent. Prior to working for K-12 schools, I worked in higher ed at CMU and at a school in Grand Rapids. So always been in education, always focused on finding opportunities for students. I've always really been an advocate for our students that um, struggle to see themselves beyond High school, you know, what, what are we doing afterwards? How are we finding our success? And really helping students see that success looks different for everyone, but because it's such a personal thing. So it's, it's been a great experience for me here.
0: I like how you talked about you went from being a counselor to an assistant principal to a principal, and now you've moved. So yeah. you've kind of taken the, you've quote-unquote, you've paid your dues to, yeah. to get here. We could say, and hey, i got to put you under the bus here. Where were you the assistant principal and principal at? Where was that? Well, at
1: Mount Pleasant High School. Well, at Mount yeah. Pleasant High my, School. All right. So my whole K-12 career has been with our district. So, yeah, I, I like to joke with our teachers that we've kind of all grown up together. Yep.
0: Now, to have a superintendent grow up mm-hmm. in the school, that that's kind of rare, isn't it? Because yeah. a lot, and... Like I talked about in the Mr. Chilman interview with the, we're not trying to knock on any other superintendents right. when I say you know when I give you a lot of you brag about stuff like this, but this is your school district said so yeah. you came up through the ranks here. Yeah. That's very rare, isn't it?
1: It does give me a really good perspective, I think, when I work with our families that um, you know, we have a lot of parents right now that were my students. I was either their counselor or their assistant principal. so that's a really great foundation for a relationship so that we can say, okay. Let's help everybody get through the system because we know the history and we know the backstories. That's something that I love about the Mount Pleasant community. The school district is the central part of our community, right? It's the lifeblood of what we're doing here. And so I think it's really great that I do have those foundations and those investments and in the relationships here it makes a big difference I think for me it helps uh, build credibility when we're working with families that maybe haven't had great experiences they know me they've known me a long time and so we're working to figure out how we can make it better for them
0: yeah there's probably a lot of
1: oh I
0: remember yeah. her kind yeah. of thing that's yeah. that's cool yeah and
1: I did get married during that time too so some of the people that knew me early on maybe don't recognize the last name and then as soon as they see me they're like oh that's yeah, we, her. <laughs> we could
0: we could blame Mike for a, a lot of stuff, yeah. but we 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 actually just joke. It's been great to get to know him, seeing him at some of the high school sports stuff, and now. When did the school open? And I see the class of 1902
1: back yeah, behind you here. Yeah. Is that the first class? So that that's the first class that we have record of there. Um, so, you know, in preparing for this, I looked at a lot of different things. There are some um, some historical books that will say that the school district started in, in the 50s. Uh, I think what we had is a lot of different sort of neighborhood schools that at the time were K-12 schools. So that's the first class of Mount Pleasant High School um, back in, in 1902, but that was a standalone K-12 program. And so that
0: might've been like just the people were living in like the downtown Mount Pleasant exactly. area per se.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, you know, at, at one point, Fancher school was its own school. Um, so, you know, there's, there's been a long history of evolution for the district where really, um, uh, you know, it was in the fifties where it sort of formalized into the district that we know of today. Um, I know we were going to talk about our team name, you know, being the Oilers and and the history there. So I actually had to pull in Jason McIntyre to help me with that because I didn't know um, all the history on it. But Jason did some research. Um, You know Jason pretty well. He's a hardworking guy, can't sit still. So during COVID, he did a bunch of research on the history of the oiler nickname and found that really was first identified in the early 30s. And if you look at the history of the Mount Pleasant community, that's when the oil boom was also happening. So there were a lot of different names and it wasn't consistent from sport to sport prior to that. And the 1930s is when we first started identifying with that oiler nickname. Yeah, I think I
0: remember there's the tales that say oil city at one point used to be Bigger than, than than Mount Pleasant, yes. you know. I think yes. we got uh, CMU the, to probably thank for yes, that. So I, I would guess so. It, it's just cool to have that background. I think people kind of you know figure Oil City, you know the oil derrick and all yeah. that stuff. But just really, really neat. Glad you had that information. A shout out to to Coach Mac, yeah. AD Mac, for for doing that research for you. And now. When you think of you know Mount Pleasant in general and Mount Pleasant
1: Public Schools, what, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? I think there's a lot of pride in our system. There's a lot of history and great tradition um, and a lot of opportunities so that those opportunities for our students create that sense of pride. When our students graduate, um, they're not always taking away what they learned in the classroom. They're taking away what they learned in the classroom in combination with those extra opportunities, whether it's... You know, a club or organization through our CTE programs, a sports team, a performance that they were in, something like that. It's those combined experiences that really give them that sense of pride. Um, I often hear, you know, hey, once an oiler, always an oiler. If I can help you, let me know kind of thing. And I think that's because everyone feels so connected to our schools and our community.
0: You know, and I'll even give Mount Pleasant a little bit of love that, you know, when I go do the high school games, you know, at Beale City, at Sacred Heart, I get the same love at Mount Pleasant, you know, and it's a bigger school and there's a lot more opportunities, but those parents that are involved in sports, it's the same that I get at those small yeah. schools, too, and like I said, I th- think that's, like I said, special about it because it's kind of the best of both worlds here yeah, yeah. and now what's the best part for you I was going to say working in a school than this school but you've only worked in this yeah, school so yeah, what's yeah. your favorite part about being you know part of Mount Pleasant Public Schools? Yeah
1: I mean for, for me this is home this is Mount, the Mount Pleasant community is a place I've lived my whole life the, the longest of anywhere and I just really feel like this is um, it, it, it's a great place to be able to go and see all the different options that we have to be able to connect with families, connect with our staff. Um, I mean, that's one thing we haven't even really mentioned, like the outstanding things that our staff members do, whether that's in the classroom in school or like all the crazy great things they do outside of school that's just really um, make them great people and, and bring so much to our students every day. So I love having the opportunity every day to be able to go to 11 different buildings, see different groups of students working on different things. There is literally something for everyone. So I think that's the the great advantage when you talk about a bigger school and a bigger system. Students find their way to make those connections, and they find that niche that makes it smaller. So whether it's the basketball team or the great programs that we offer at Oasis or through community education, they find what fits them, and we literally have something for everyone.
0: Yeah, I and mean, when you talk about the staff, I've always got to bring up my boy uh, Jason Bubba McLean, <laughs> who's the JV girls coach and the the, the boys varsity golf coach, para pro up there for the, mm-hmm. the special ed. And anytime I've ever asked for anything to get to get done, need something from my Pleasant High School, he's he's always been there. And yeah. sometimes Coach Mac a little too busy to get back to me mm-hmm. with stats. Bubba, I know is going to be right on it yeah. for me too. He just does a great job helping out the kids and also. I'll be calling, you know, the the Beale City playoff game in Johannesburg, Lewiston, and he's got five or six kids that he brought up to the game with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the type of staff that we've got at Mount Pleasant Public Schools, and I think yeah. that's pretty darn special. Kind of a, a more basic question here, the the, the general school schedule, mm-hmm. and things are a little bit different for you guys in the area, because those poor high school kids, they've got to go in a little bit earlier than some of the most, but right. that's because of the opportunities you guys are giving to the rest of the community, I will say, too, and we'll touch on that after the school schedule stuff.
1: Yeah, so our, our high school and middle school do start earlier. That's probably one of the things that makes us more unique than the schools around us. Most of the schools around us have pretty much a common start time and a common end time, but we actually run two bus runs. So in order to be able to do that, we have to pick up our secondary students first, drop them off, and then go pick up our elementary students and bring them in. So it's it's a little bit of a stagger. Um, And and we talk about that an awful lot because we know that teenagers uh, push their limits and stay up probably later than they should. And getting up early release isn't the best thing for them developmentally. But because our students are so involved after school, again, sports, fine arts, working uh, college classes all those kinds of things we we feel that we'd be a real detriment to our students if we let the day out too much later so right now they're running you know roughly 745 750 to about uh, 245 250 and that we need that to be able to for them to get to their next events of the day so um, our high school and middle school students are busy people they're running in all sorts of directions all the time And that means our parents are also busy because often they're they're taxi drivers you know so yeah. Yeah.
0: And the Gratiot-Isabella Technical Education Center is at the Mount Pleasant Public Schools yeah. campus and they're at the high school campus. And like I said, that's one of the reasons why those kids do need to go in a little bit early, because from all the way down, I believe Breckenridge.
1: All the uh, way down to Ashley. All the comes way down up. to
0: Ashley comes up. You know, mm-hmm. I would I think Claire goes up to the Claire Gladwin Correct. R.E.S.D. or whatever. But, you know, I said, it's you guys are providing opportunities for so many other youngsters in the area that you kind of. I don't. I don't think this is going to maybe be a bad turn. You got to throw your kids under the bus. You know what yeah. I mean? A little They got to come in a little bit early to help out all those other kids. But then they also have all those kids coming up to their campus, yeah. and so they're making more connections and all this kind of stuff too, which I think is really, really important. And when we start to talk about the arts and athletics at Mount Pleasant Public Schools, that's where you and I were saying that school size being a little bit bigger is a little bit better because there is so many more opportunities. And I even think of, you know, reading an article in the Morning Sun about the the, the bass fishing program yeah. and different stuff like that that's at Mount Pleasant Public Schools. I'm just going to kind of open the floor to you. Talk about, you know, maybe a couple of them because there's, there's hundreds of them yeah, that we could go about.
1: Definitely, I mean that that's the thing that there are unique opportunities at every level. So even at the elementary level, our students are getting involved in service learning and unique performance opportunities through band and choir and those kinds of things. You got band at the elementary level now. So our students, like at Fancher Elementary, for example, they do uh, they have a drumming club. All so right. if you're into band and wanted to try to start that, so our sixth grade students are the first students that have access to like a full band and orchestra.
0: Drums is probably a great place to get started, though, isn't yeah, it, too? You yeah. get to learn, you know, drums is, I don't want to say the base of everything, but, but you know what But it's the I mean. foundation of yes, it, for yep,
1: sure. Yep. For sure, yeah. So there are always those unique opportunities. Um, and I really feel that that's, that's what makes a big difference for our students is that they get exposed to those opportunities at a younger level. So then they can determine, do I like this? Do I not? Do I have time to change and find something different that I like? Um, If we circle back to CTE, you know, the Gratiot-Isabella Technical Education Center is for all students in Gratiot and Isabella County. But I really believe that the students at Mount Pleasant Public Schools have a huge advantage. They just have to walk down the hall. And they have a little early
0: access to it too, don't they? They're
1: able to take some what we call pre-CTE courses in ninth and 10th grade before they're able even to get into the full block classes. So just the access there. And when you look at... Again, the curricular and co-curricular piece in those programs, they're doing Business Professionals of America. They have a culinary arts program that competes. The broadcasting department, I'm sure you see Pat Onsat students everywhere, um, you know, as they're recording events and and going to sporting events. So there's something that goes along with every curricular program that gives them that out-of-school, real-world experience as well.
0: Yeah, and now is I'm going to make you, you know, answer a tough question yeah. here. And now maybe it goes with you know athletics. You're asking me my favorite sport. Yeah. It says growing up it was basketball, but there's something about those Friday nights in the fall. Do you do you have a favorite club arts? You know, you know when you think of something, or maybe something a little bit off the beaten path, you can yeah. let people know about that's not so popular or something. And and now you're looking off at the sky. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing you a big curveball here yeah. on this one. Um,
1: I can talk about my favorite events throughout yeah. the year that highlight students. Maybe that that would be a little bit better. Um, I really like our collage concerts that we do in December. um, That's an annual event. What what is the collage concert? So it involves all of our bands and choirs from the middle school and the high school. So it's just, it's such a great event because it highlights so many different kinds of um, talent and experiences, and everybody gets to have a role in that. That's a really great event. Another really great event is actually happening on Monday. That's our peacemaking ceremony. That's a district-wide event where we recognize students that are peacemakers throughout the district. And so that is in conjunction with Martin Luther King Day. We run that in collaboration with the City of Mount Pleasant. That's a great event. Another favorite event of mine is the cup stacking competition. Oh, wow. do you know what professional, cup, know stacking what professional cup stacking is? I know what professional cup stacking is. Yes. So we have a PE teacher, Nikki Schlicht, and Nikki was at Ganyard. So they did it at Ganyard. Then she moved to Fancher. And so now they do that at Fancher. And that's at the end of the month where students are competing and getting staff members. Um, so, I mean, again, just always fun things happening all over the place. Um, I will give a quick plug too, for my other favorite program in our district. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but we do have four therapy dogs in our district. We call them the Euler Pack. So we have a dog at Mount Pleasant Middle School, a dog that is split between McGuire and Pullen, a dog at Fancher Elementary, and a dog at uh, Ganyard Elementary. And uh, they are they are just, they're celebrities when they walk in the building, but you know, for a student that's... Having a bad day, having a little bit of anxiety, or just wants to be able to have a smile on their their face, you know, for being able to play with our pups, it, it's a really great program.
0: Yep, yeah, I'm a dog guy over a cat yeah. guy, and I was I like cats too, but yeah. you ain't never gonna be able to have a cat in a school like that. So you know that's why dog, yeah. dogs are awesome, and you know clubs, extracurricular activities. We we talked about a bunch of it right there. Except, but the opportunities are just ginormous. You know, you yeah. guys have the perform, Performing Arts Center there. Yeah. The Drama Club does a ton of great things, not only at the school, but with the kids going out to the Broadway Theater and Mount Pleasant School of Dancing so much. But as far as higher education goes, mm-hmm. I imagine you guys work a lot with Michigan College, CMU, and whatnot too.
1: We do. So we have a very large dual enrollment program where our students are taking college classes um, you know, while they're still in high school at either MidMichigan College or at CMU. We also have strong programs the <laughs> through CTE where students are getting articulated credit. So Mary Kay Volk, a director at our Career Technical Center, has worked with lots of colleges across the state so that when students are taking CTE courses, they're able, if they actually attend that college, to get credit for what they've done in high school. So we also have a full counseling staff that works really hard with our students, really beginning in 10th grade to start to look at what their post-secondary plans might be. So whether that is going on to college, maybe going, into an apprenticeship or going into the world of work or even going into the military we want to make sure that every student has that opportunity to know what options are out there for them and how they might be able uh, you know to move forward a little bit more
0: yeah my buddy jake lazaroff works with a lot of of the athletes over there and i just did a really cool and i don't know if you one of the latest spock sport shows i did was actually with tyler hudeman and his dad mike kind of talking about the process of yeah he went from Mount Pleasant football to Harvard. And I was telling mm-hmm. Dr. Egger need to catch up with McKenzie soon because you guys just aren't sending kids to CMU yeah. in this place and the other, which, hey, that's awesome as well. But you got kids getting full-ride athletic scholarships to Harvard and Yale. That's yeah. That's pretty darn cool, yeah. isn't it? Yeah,
1: it definitely is. And I think the message is to students and to families – They can go anywhere they want to go. We're going to help them get there. We're going to help them navigate the financial aid scholarship process. Certainly looking for athletic scholarships is a whole different beast, but we have a ton of people that have a lot of experience with that. So we're here to support them. We just need to, uh, you know, get them in the right place so that we can start moving down the road. So it's definitely exciting.
0: And, you know, one of the things that Jake will tell those young kids out there and any young kids listening, those grades matter. You know what I mean? Eighth grade, you know, still don't slack off you don't want to. The better grades you have in eighth grade, the more opportunities you're going to have once you get to high school. But as soon as you're in ninth grade, if you want to try going to college, you need to be be, be on your stuff. Don't do what this guy did that's talking right now. He <laughs> wasn't, wasn't all that smart there. Now,
1: but even so, you still turned out okay, hey, right? I, there it, you go. It,
0: it took me a little extra time, yeah. that, that's all. And now we talked about kids having early access to the tech center. And, you, you know, as far as unique classes go, I think that would kind of be hitting it on the head right there. And is there anything else that comes to mind about a class that you guys have there that's special?
1: Absolutely. So I think, um, again, because of our size, we're able to offer a lot more options for our students. So when you look at, like, the elementary level, we're starting with our students in computer classes and STEM classes as early as kindergarten, right? So we want them really to have that exposure and have that experience all the way through. At the middle school, they're getting exposure to life skills. They're getting um, time in woodshop. They're doing a world languages exploratory so we feel like at that level, it's all about just giving them some exposure, just giving some experience there.
0: The world language is exploratory. Yeah. Talk talk a little bit about that. So that's, that.
1: that's yeah. a 12-week class where they're cycling through, so they have... Uh, four weeks of Spanish, four weeks of German, four weeks of French. We do do a little bit of, of, of visiting time with some Ojibwe language as well. Certainly that's very important to our community. So really just to give them that exposure and that experience so then they can determine if they want to take a world language, what world language they want to take. So yep. it's, I, it's a great program.
0: And you as an educator, I'm going to, you know, maybe throw America mm-hmm. under the bus. I feel like you know, we got so cocky maybe over the last blank years. It was like, well, everybody's going to learn how to speak English, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And I think kind of, you know, it was. It seemed like it was just Spanish, just French, you know, for, for a little while. It seems like we're starting to get back more into the language, and I think that's really cool. So kids in middle school. Are going to have, if they went, you know, to Spain or to France, they would have that basic, you know what I mean? They'd be able to ask where the bathroom yeah. is, where, you know what I mean? Where's the nearest restaurant kind of thing. I think that's pretty important, right. pretty special. I'm thinking about maybe going to Europe this, you know, this year, and it's kind of like, I'm going to have to get some uh, English to blank dictionaries to yeah. know for wherever I'm going. Otherwise, I might be in trouble.
1: Sure, sure. So those languages then correlate to the world language programs that we offer at Mount Pleasant High School, right? So that's probably where you see the biggest diversity of classes and the, the wide variety of things for students to be invested in. So, I mean, we're a high school that offers – psychology, sociology, global issues classes. We offer um, culture and film classes for our world language department. We have a forensic science program. Then for advanced students, we have a full realm of AP classes. So students can take AP calculus, AP uh, government politics, AP economics. The list goes on and on and on. So if they really want those challenging experiences, which again, translates into college credit, looking good on a resume, looking good on a college application, that's offered for them as well. On the flip side of that also, if students need additional help, we have a full special education program, we have lots of tutoring support, all those kinds of things. So I mean, really, I, I know I keep saying it, but there really is something for everyone. It's just a matter of our students finding their niche.
0: And now something that I, I you know, I've already talked with Mr. Chilman, Mr. Yeah. Starr from Beale City and Shepherd. I didn't ask them this question because before I was coming in, I was looking up the biggest schools in Michigan. And within the last couple of years, it's this, the virtual one, the virtual this. And I guess I am trying to dump on virtual school a little yeah. bit here it, you know, I worked out at Odyssey for several years and there was, you know, kids that didn't have very good attendance and you could tell how important is it for, you know, everybody's child to be in a school setting?
1: Yeah, I I've firmly believe that the education we offer in a school setting, whether it be in Mount Pleasant or Shepherd or Beale or anywhere in the state, is far superior to anything you're going to do online. It's building those relationships. It's learning how to work with others. It's being a part of a team. It's being in that school setting that helps you develop those lifelong skills that you need for success. An online program J- just can't cut it yeah. it's just it's just not the same it's just not
0: not as good yeah, there's a lot of people working from home now and yeah. you know maybe that correlates a little bit more with it but like I, said, I just think it's so important for kids to be in that school setting every single yeah. day and you know you know there's so many great opportunities around here for your education that, you know and like i said mount pleasant it is a big school but it's got that small school feel it yeah. really does yeah. and i could ask you why mount pleasant public schools yeah. but instead i kind of you know it's the same thing I did with uh, Mr. Starr, Mr. Chilman. What do you th- what's your favorite memory? Something you have the time here to think of and I and I've got one that, that I okay. can share. Um football a few years ago, and, and I'm ninety nine percent sure I've got this name right, Isaiah Schaefer was a really good uh player for the Mount Pleasant football team who there was a tragic accident, yeah. I believe it was his mom and his brother that, that passed away. And so I think the next night they played and he didn't play but everybody on the team, in the stands, they all had the fluorescent green on, you know, and I don't know if that was his favorite color. He always wore neon. It, yep, or what it was, you know, mm-hmm. in, in in memory of his family. And I just remember thinking, you know, you think that that's something that would happen, uh, you know, at, at a Sacred Heart where there's 100 kids. Yeah. You know, there's a 1,000 kids here, and it sure seemed like there was way more than a 1,000 kids there that night. And uh they all got together, and like I said, it was on a thir- It was the, the the next day they yeah. made it happen, and like I said, I think that, uh, I'm sure some staff had something to do with that mm-hmm. as well, too. I think that's what's really special about the students at, at Mount Pleasant High School. Like I said, there's a lot of opportunities for them to do a lot of things, but when they need to pull together, I feel like they pull yeah. together, don't yeah, they? Yeah,
1: definitely. You know, another great example of that um, is the Miles for Miracles program. Probably over the years you you've covered that, but, you know, that started – back in, I'm going to say in the late 2000s, when we had a couple of students that lost parents to cancer at the middle school. And that has evolved into a community-wide program where Mount Pleasant is involved, Sacred Heart's involved. We're raising thousands of dollars every year. And most of it goes locally to our families that need that extra support when they're dealing with a loved one with cancer. So it's, um, it's really a, a pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. So my favorite memory, if I go with an athletic memory... Uh, 2000 well class of 2012 so it probably would have been fall of 11 I think went to Ford Field
0: Yep, yeah right uh, before I started covering yeah okay things. okay yeah, yeah. all
1: right so um and so if Mike was here right now he would die laughing but you know it always comes down to the kicker so in that class um my my good friend's son uh, Zach Kramer was our kicker we we're at Ferris for the semifinal game and it of course, came down to the kicker for, for the uh, field goal for us to win, which we obviously did and went to Ford Field. Um, as we prepared to go to Ford Field, Jason McIntyre was our football coach at the time and people just came out of the woodworks. What can we do? We want to support. And we ended up holding a community pep rally on the Wednesday night. So the night before Thanksgiving. And then I, th- I think our game was Saturday morning, if I remember correctly. Um, but that gym was just amazing and and just the people that came out of course Thanksgiving week lots of people are home it it just it was such a great feeling of celebrating current students and alumni coming back and reliving glory days and that was just such a great event and again the kudos goes all to Jason because none of us could figure out like what are we going to do you know how do we honor these students and then get down there and um you know, what happened at Ford Field didn't even matter because it was such a great community piece here. So um, that's an athletic, uh, athletic piece. I think my favorite um, memory as far as a non-athletic piece, would be a graduation ceremony for the Oasis Way program. We, we haven't really even talked much about that, but, you know, that's in our alternative education program. Uh, we have around 100 students that are in that program, so uh, traditional age students, and then also in that building, we have an adult and community education building, and we have probably in the neighborhood of 50 to 70 students, depending on the year in that program. So typically, both of them together graduate around 20 students. In the last couple of years, we've held their graduation ceremonies at Island Park. And the emotion that those students show, because they have overcome so many obstacles to get there. And it's not just the students, it's their parents, it's everyone that's a part of it. It just really... Um, it's, it's an amazing part. It's why we're here.
0: You're making me get, like, a little watery-eyed right now, too, because I think about Odyssey. And so many people don't, don't realize it took me about one day to realize it. And I talked about not wanting to knock on, you know, superintendents yeah. earlier. I'm not trying to knock on all parents, any parents here necessarily, because life is hard for all moms and dads mm-hmm. out there, too. But after being at Odyssey and there was a kid that was just really, really getting on my nerves the first couple of days, and I just was, you know, pulling my hair out a little bit. And then I met his mom. And I realize, man, if I had the parental guidance that you did, I would not even still be in school. And then you find out that these kids have been in nine schools in 10 years, and they're not falling behind because they're not doing the work because they're not having credit. They're falling behind because they're at a school for a month. Then they're out of school for two months. And then they're at another school for six months. Then they make a bunch of friends. Then summer comes and they got to move away again. And again, Mom and dads have it tough too. It, it might yeah. be what they have to do. Like I said, that's the journey that those kids go on. And once those kids get that high school education, they're going to be in such good shape for life because of what they've already been through is—is right. is, is that a good way right. to put that?
1: Definitely. And and I think that the hard part is is when you are a sixteen, seventeen year old student, you don't always see the long term difference that it will have in your life if you have that diploma or not. And we do. So a lot of times we go through wanting it almost more than they do for them. And then when they get to that point, when they finished it and they have it, I think then it's, it's when
0: it really clicked. Yeah, They just so, really
1: realize like, yeah,
0: I got this. And like I said, for a lot of them, you know, like I said, some that's, they get that ceremony. That's the first time. Sometimes they've really gotten a lot of kudos. Yeah. You, you know what I mean. Yeah. You got these kids who are great athletes that do things at extracurriculars. These kids have, like I said, and not to any fault of their own, most of the time they have had a tough time getting through life because of circumstances out of their reach. And then they complete this big goal. It's pretty darn special. It's yeah. pretty cool. Definitely. Yep. And uh, did I miss anything here? Anything else we should touch on as well? I, th- you know, I think the, the you know. Not that big of a school and big opportunities. Yeah, I think that's really the, the good way to talk about Mount Pleasant Public Schools because it seems like, you know, when you're talking about our Claire and our Shepherd mm-hmm. and all that, it's, oh boy, Mount Pleasant's so big. I get a little lost in the hallways because I was just used to that T and Shepherd, <laughs> but it is still a very small school and a very special school. Yeah,
1: definitely. You know, I, I think that is one thing I know in your other conversations we've talked about, um, your other conversations with other superintendents, you've talked about how. We all work together so well, and we all get get along so well, and that that really is very sincere because we are so different that I think that there's a student that Mount Pleasant is the right fit for, right? Some people think Mount Pleasant's too small, but our perspective here is that compared to Shepard, compared to Beale, compared to Alma, we seem so much bigger, so that that's right we are maybe too big for some people as well so that's that's a great opportunity that we all have to be able to collaborate to bring our students together even if it's just for CTE Um, but I really do feel that Mount Pleasant is kind of a big small school and I know that's because of the the great close-knit small town community that we have around it
0: yeah and I think a lot you know you talk about second generation third generation you know that's that's what's special you don't you know you're not gonna you're from Flick Carmen Ainsworth you're not gonna go down there and, and get a whole lot of that you might see maybe two or three teachers' names that you recognize from your time there. There's a dozen or two dozen here, isn't sure. there? Sure, you know. sure,
1: definitely. Yeah, it's, it's just a very different feel. So, yeah, I, I like the – the big, but yet small.
0: Another big, big thank you to Mrs. Verleger, Jen Verlager, taking some time to chat with me from Mount Pleasant Public Schools, talking about, well, all the great opportunities they have for our youngsters. We've got more coming up with the Mid Michigan Matters podcast series with our local schools. Have Farwell on deck in a couple weeks and more coming after that. Next week, I'll be catching up with Andrea Graham-Carol Moody from Mount Pleasant Parks and Rec in the Chippewa River District Library. Talk all about Under the Big Top. coming to more Courts February 10th at 5 p.m. Get all those youngsters' energy out so you can go relax for the weekend. Thanks so much for tuning in to MidMichigan Matters on Buck 92 and wherever you get your podcasts and at mymichiganpodcast.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of MidMichigan Matters. While you're here, feel free to browse earlier episodes or other podcast programs on our platform. Listen to what you will and spread the word. Thanks again for listening.